1: These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high on fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.
2: Bulls make a signing on the first day of free agency. Signing free agent point guard Javon Carter. And we're going to talk about that signing, what it means, him and Kobe White, uh, who's returning to the team. We're going to kind of look at the Bulls' remaining salary cap uh, outlook heading into the rest of free agency. We're going to do all that, plus the mailbag right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host here, Hayes. You guys can follow me right off the top at CEO Hayes. You can also follow the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform that we're on let's go ahead and get into the content for today so the bulls made a couple of day one signings one being a re-signing of kobe white to a three-year 33 million dollar deal with seven million dollars in incentives his initial base salary is going to be 10.1 million dollars which we've kind of already talked about that saves the bulls considerable money as far as using their full mid-level exception and biannual exception and i think that that's a fair deal for kobe white i said we're going to talk about the details as they came out the seven million dollars of incentives part is. The biggest part of that, that can push that contract up to being three years, $40 million. but the thing with that is is that it motivates Kobe to continue his progress, and I actually like this as a smart move by Arturis Karnasova and Mark Eversley, only because, yes, Kobe had a lot of improvements he made last season. Now, his shooting and scoring, which he initially was, you know, heralded as coming into the NBA, didn't necessarily, wasn't as consistent throughout the season. Yeah, it became a little bit more consistent in the play-in and uh, at the end of the season, but we don't know exactly what those incentives are. I'm sure they're health-based, game-played incentives, things like that. It just motivates Kobe, and I think it, it still you know, puts him in a position where he still realizes he has to improve. Now, the other day one signing that the Chicago Bulls made was Javon Carter. At three years, $20 million, his initial base salary would be $6.3 million, which more than likely is going to be, um, with the mid-level exception, so you can take 6.3 out of that. million dollar exception which leaves the chicago bulls 6.1 million dollars to use with that mid-level exception which we'll talk about here in a second but that is that is ultimately what they signed javon carter for and what they get in javon carter is one of the best point of attack defenders in the league and that's again that is i know there are a lot of bulls fans that feel you know that are trying to figure out how they feel about it a lot of bulls fans have already labeled this a a bust of a signing by the Chicago Bulls, but when you look at Javon Carter, yeah, the raw numbers are nothing spectacular at all. Eight points per game last season, 2.5 rebounds, 2.4 assists, but the thing that I'm going to compare it to is with Patrick Beverly. Patrick Beverly last season, his average is 6.2 points per game, 3.7 rebounds, 2.9 assists on 40% shooting was Patrick Beverly's overall numbers last year. Javon Carter, 2.4 assists and 42.3 Percent shooting with that. Yes, volume's a little bit different, but the key thing when it comes to Javon Carter is 42% three-point shooting last year. He's a career 39.7% shooting, uh shooter in his career in his last two seasons in Milwaukee and uh at 42% the year prior to that, 55.8 percent. Listen, Javon Carter can out absolutely outright shoot the three ball, right? So you get a player that comes in that can absolutely bring that skill, that skill that you need of three-point shooting. Can can range the ball. Is a is really good at assist-to-turnover ratio as well. He doesn't have the the best assist numbers, but that Willard really wasn't his role in Milwaukee either. So maybe the Bulls are looking at it. Maybe they feel like they can get a little bit more out of him assist-wise. Now looking at the advanced analytics for um, Javon Carter, that's where the story kind of gets told a little bit more. Is it perfect? Is it one-for-one? One? No. But let's look at this true shooting percentage last season of fifty-six percent. He has a three-point um, uh, rate, uh, three-point attempt rate at 59% last season, but he's coming off four straight seasons prior to that at 67, 67 in the last two and then 60% the year prior. What does that mean? Most of his shots are three-point sh- shooting uh, attempts. Free throw rate of only 6.7 last year, that puts him towards not the middle of the pack in the NBA, right? Now, where it starts getting a little bit good with him, he has a passer rating of 5.6. Now, when you compare that, to a passer rating of somebody like uh, Patrick Beverly, last season he was 7.2. So not it doesn't seem like as a creative of a passer, right? But when you look at the career uh, uh, estimated wins average, he actually looks like he averages about 2.6 wins added by the advanced analytics, whereas Patrick Beverly is 1.04. So what does that mean? That's a lot of advanced stats you can use to mean anything. Javon Carter affects winning. He impacts winning. And while the raw stats isn't, aren't always going to display that, it seems like he does a lot of the things in the, in, the, in the meaningful part of the game that doesn't always translate to the stat sheet. And I think when you look at having a point guard like him and then another guard like Alice so what they're able to do at point of attack defense, it's going to pay off big for the Chicago Bulls. Now, the biggest question for some, I think it's clear, I know not everyone does, Is is Javon Carter going to be the starter, right? Only started 48 games in his NBA career, 39 of those coming just last season for the Milwaukee Bucks. So there's that question with him as well. Is he going to be the starter? Now, I've said this. I've talked to some of you guys in the comments. I know that Kobe White has the higher upside by far, right? But when you look at the way that Kobe White gets his points, Kobe White has to have the ball in his hands. That's when he's most effective, when he's able to make decisions, when almost everything goes through him. That's why his growth as a decision maker helped. Now, unless Billy Donovan is going to change that offensive play style in – the starting lineup, I still think that Kobe White is going to come off the bench. I just think because he's allowed to do more to his strengths and even score more. Kobe White isn't going to get the shots in that starting lineup. You have a player like Javon Carter who basically can operate almost exclusively as a three point shooter. Yes, he can get to the rim some. He can shoot in the mid range a little bit as well. Um, when you look at it, overall 40, 42% field goal percentage shooting last season. And then in 2021 um, 22, he shot the ball 50% from the field overall. So there's something to be said with that. I do think that Javon Carter is going to end up being the starting point guard for the Chicago Bulls. Does that mean that Kobe isn't still going to have tons of minutes and tons of opportunity off the bench? No, but I do think that that's what's going to end up being the case. And I think that Javon Carter is a better point guard than Kobe White is a point guard. But Kobe White is a combo guard that that thrives in being able to operate and have the ball in his hand, make decisions, and kind of break down defenses a little bit more. What we'll end up seeing with that, I'm not not calling that as like I'm uh, sticking my my uh, my my, fla- my flag in the in the ground with that or anything, but it is something to look out for. The Bulls went out and got one of the best point of attack defenders at a position of need at that point guard position, and we'll see. Right, a solid three point shooter as well. We'll see how it ends up paying off for the Bulls. I know a lot of people are up and down on that. Now, with that being said, the Bulls are still 11.3 million dollars below the luxury tax. This is still with Sumu. Uh, In his qualifying offer and cap hold of $5 million. So even if they're to re-sign Kobe, I mean, Io DeSumo for, and I know a lot of Bulls fans have asked, is this it for Io? I don't think it is. I think when you look at that qualifying offer being extended, unless he gets a deal and an offer that's in double digits, I still think the Bulls are probably going to bring him back because they can't fill the roster spot if he leaves. Keep that in mind, right? The Bulls still have four roster spots to fill with $11.3 million below the tax. So because of that, I still think that he's going to come back because his money's already factored into that. So we'll end up seeing, but they have $11.3 million, which is basically the exact number when you look at still having $6.1 million left of that mid-level exception. And then they have the biannual exception of $4.5 million. So they still have those assets to add talent to the team, and we'll see what they do. The Bulls still have a couple of decisions as well with some players on the roster. When you look at uh, Marco Simonovic, he still has, uh, uh, by Janu- July 7th, they have to make a decision whether to fully guarantee his $1.8 million contract. And then Carly Jones, uh, they have to make a decision on his contract by 10-16, and then his uh, if he's just going to maintain on that on that uh, partial guarantee. But then his deal does not become fully guaranteed until January 10th. So have some room in that When I expect Carly Jones to be back as well, probably with that G League roster. Um, but before we get into the voicemails, I do have something that I want to clarify and add something to. So Bobby Marks tweeted out, and shout out to Troy, Bulls Troy. You guys may know him. Uh, matter of fact, check him out on the podcast, Whole of Bull. But I told him I was going to cover this on today's episode. Is Bobby Marks had a tweet yesterday saying that the Bulls can petition the NBA to get Lonzo Ball's um, salary removed from, from their salary cap, right? And this is different from the career-ending injury exception. This is also dis- different from the disabled player exception. It's it's a slightly different the rules are similar but it but it's slightly different outcomes. Keep in mind, the career-ending injury exception is something that Lonzo Ball has to voluntarily basically agree to a medical retirement. The salary gets removed from the Chicago Bulls. He can try to make a comeback, but it that that does that does not go back on the Bulls cap even if he does. With the petition that the Bulls could file, um the NBA, the Chicago Bulls and the Players Association would have to agree on a doctor, and if that doctor determines that Lonzo Ball's injury is career ending it takes about a year to get approved with everything that has to go through but if if a a, a doctor agrees they can get the salary removed from their from their salary cap but if zo plays another game in the nba all that money goes back on the bull on the bulls books that's probably why they haven't used that again it takes a year to get approved either way so it wouldn't necessarily impact this free agency at all it wouldn't impact till next year but the, the the threat of that money going back on the Bulls books, think, keep in mind, if you eliminate that salary, sign somebody for the salary cap space that's then created, and then you find out a year, two down the road, that you're going to get $20 million hit back on your books, it can drastically change the course of a franchise, right? And for those that want to know and look this up, this is actually on page 222 of the CBA, so you guys can go and check that out. All right, enough of that. I just wanted to get that through. Let's go ahead and get to the voicemails for today. This one, this one's from Oscar.
0: Saw so the headlines, so we got Javon Carter, man. I'm actually quite excited about that, man. Guy that plays defense, hard nose, a goon on that uh, on the team that's going to stand up, not, let, not not be pushed around at the point of attack. Shoots the three, addressing some of our needs. The Kobe number, I like it. 11 million. Remember, I, I told you before, I wasn't too happy for the number. I was hearing 14 16000000 million. Dollars. I wasn't happy with that. Eleven, I'll take that. And then if he gets up to forty, that means he's, you know, he's go, he 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 broke out, and and we have a six man of the year on our team off coming off the bench. Um, and then like I said, Vooch, Theo came under twenty five, but I was told you. So so far so good, man. Every now we really need to these guys
2: experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home. but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie: You can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code Central to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today.
1: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero. Co.
0: restricted free agents, but PJ Washington, uh, Grant Williams. We need to add some more toughness, some uh, more wing defenders, people that can shoot. If we could get Grant Williams, PJ Washington, even Kelly Oubre. I don't. He's not really a shooter, but he's a, he's another wing. You know. But I, I, I see. I like what we cooking with here, man. Let Let's see how he finishes. This, this, this recipe, before I, you know, I can say that I'm, I'm going to like the final product, but ah, so far I like the ingredients, man. I have a good one, man. All right.
2: So, good to hear some positivity on the Javon Carter signing and the Kobe White contract. Now, you did say mention P.J. Washington and Grant Williams. um P.J. Washington, I doubt the Bulls can afford. Keep in mind, they can't combine their biannual or mid-level exceptions. So, they have, they can either offer a contract up to $6.1 million dollars or a contract on the biannual exception of $4.5 million, and that could be a two-year deal. I don't see either P.J. Washington or Grant Williams accepting a contract that low. Now, could they work out a sign-and-trade, something like that? Possibly, but I, I really doubt that that's coming as well. More than likely, that's why you hear like uh, Nang's name involved in that, because he's a, a player that probably can accept that. You brought up Kelly Obrey, I don't think – I think that he's a player that probably is going to get most of the mid-level exception from a team as well. But depending on if he strikes out, that may be a possibility as well. But I just wanted to set that that tone. Like, the Bulls are making moves. And when you kind of see how everything's starting to fit together in the skill set of players, that's where things start working out. I know a lot of pe- people are down on the Javon Carter signing, but I think they're not really looking at how it fits in, right? You didn't need a 20-point per game or even somebody that needed 15 shots per game um, in that point guard position, and when you look at the starting lineup and the amount of shots that go on, especially when you when you factor in the the, the matter that Nikola Vucevic reportedly talked to Billy Donovan about his role and how he's used in the offense, and hopefully that changes. If that changes some, you don't need a point guard that's going to take a lot of shots. Javon Carter, over the course of his career, averages 4.8 shots per game, right? And with that, three of those are three-pointers per game. That's what we need. So we'll see. We'll see. All right, let's get into this next one. This one's for Mr. Riddick. Hey,
3: Mr. Hayes. My name is Mr. Riddick. I'm with my nephew, D. I had an epiphany. Hello? Mm-hmm. I had an epiphany. I'm thinking this boy, Javante Murray, man, he's playing with the Hawks over there. He's a 160 free agent in 2024. Him And Ms. Zach Levine come out of the same area. And if we can get rid of Kobe White and bring him over and let Devon Carter be a two-guard and let him be the one-guard over here and them in the backcourt. I'd like you to put that on your podcast and tell me what you think about it. Would that work? Would the money match okay. and would that nah. make sense? Right. And not just Kobe White, but I think uh Patrick Williams and Kobe White for DeZonte Murray and something else from Atlanta. I think that'll end up making the
2: money match. Alright, well, um here's what I'm going to say to your to your to your, your point here, Mr. Riddick, is that the Bulls aren't going to trade Patrick Williams or anybody else for somebody that's going to be a free agent next year, and, and as they should. not If you think that that Zach Levine is going to be able to, re, re, um, to recruit him, you don't give up future assets from your team if you can just add him to what you have going on. Now, as far as DeJounte Murray and Jalen Carter at the two, I don't know what you're thinking about. that. That's a terrible lineup, but I will say that um, if the Bulls next offseason are able to add DeJounte Murray to the team, you don't need to give up anything. The Bulls can have upwards of, I think it's roughly about $32 million in cap space, but that's including if they do something with Lonzo Ball's contract. Um, But so we'll see how active they get at that point in time. Signing trades are a thing as well, but I don't think the Bulls are going to be willing to give up Patrick Williams, who they still see a bright future for, for a player that's going to be a free agent. That's my thought. You guys can let me know what you think on that down below as well all right let's get into this next voicemail this one's from fred
3: hey what's up man this is your boy fred man i'm still trying to wrap my mind around like why did we sign Boots back and we could have spent that money on getting somebody better like he doesn't like i don't know Boots. he's just one of them big man he doesn't surprise me he doesn't wow me man like we could have got come on man like we like that Bulls thing like i'm at the point like i'm so tired of ak and mark Evansy right now they like the new modern day version of Garmin and it, uh, And it's asking me to say that because AK have not showed me nothing besides just bringing DeRozan and a crippled uh, Lonzo Ball here. And, and it's like he's content with, with Billy Donovan. Like, like come on, man. Like, Donovan is a trash-ass coach. He don't know how to use his players. You, he got the guy in the D-League named, uh, what's his name, uh, Marco or whatever, the guy who they compare to the Like, why not use this man if he's been in the uh, league for three three years and now y'all keeping him for another year? And when the team snatch them up and when, the, and when this guy shows his ass off, that's going to bite the Bulls back in the ass like it always do because every time we have a nice piece that be on the team that we sleep on, the Bulls never use and They go to another team, they shine, and they be looking stupid as hell. But I, I think, man, we shouldn't sign a Bulls back, though, man. Let me know what you're thinking, hey. I'll let me. All
2: right, so this is a common misconception, and I understand it. I don't mean this as like a slight towards you, Fred. The way that the NBA salary cap structure works, you cannot take Nikola, the money you gave Nikola Vucevic and send it towards another player that's not on your team. The only reason we're able to offer Nikola Vucevic that contract is because he, we have his bird rights because he was already on the team. If we did not re-sign Nikola Vucevic, all we would have is that is the $12.5 million mid-level exception. We would not have the 18.6, I think is what his base-level contract works out to, his that first year we would not have that to offer anybody else that's why understanding the salary cap is important, and that's what i I really try to do my best with kind of educating here on on how the salary cap structure works because I know it's 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 not as clear as it could be right so Fred, we could not take that money and spend it on any other player that's not on the team we could have taken it and spent it on Kobe right because he's also on the team, but we cannot take that money and use it to spend on a free agent that wasn't a Chicago Bull the year prior. We just couldn't have. But all right, let's get into this next voicemail. This one's from Nico. Yo, what
1: up? Hey, is this Nico?
2: I just want to say, man, I think a lot of
1: Bulls fans are really insufferable. They say that we're in basketball hell, and basically we in, like, the worst position we could be in. But, you you know, you got teams like the Wizards who just blowing their shit up for nothing, basically. And I think that our future is actually brighter than a lot of fans. Want to admit? I mean, yeah, we don't really have, we didn't have a pick this year. Everybody was saying Ax should have traded to get a pick, and I mean, he ain't get a first round pick, but he still got a pick. You know what I mean? And they not, they not satisfied with that. Everybody talking about trade Zach, trade Demar. I'm not gonna say we shouldn't trade Demar. Think we should wait to the deadline to do that. But I just think we got some good young players. I know P Will gonna develop into something nice. You know, he only played two full seasons. Kobe Kobe developed into something nice last year. He ain't the greatest, but he definitely ain't the worst. You know what I mean? So I just think I just think Bulls fans need to chill out. Our future is a lot brighter than we want to
2: say. Listen, you said it, I didn't. But Bulls fans can be insufferable. But that's every fan base, right? And with the what the the stuff that we've been through as Chicago Bulls fans the last couple of years, I won't be li- lie. I understand it to a degree, right? I don't agree, but I do understand why a lot of Bulls fans are so unhappy, right? And ultimately, until the product on the court changes or we or we have a better run, a lot of Bulls fans are going to keep feeling that way. And that's not going to change until they see it. You got to show us. And that's why this was is such a, a critical and important offseason from the front office if they truly want to change the mindset of their fan base. AK said, wait to see what we do in free agency. You got to show us now, AK. You got to show us. And as far as the future being brighter than some think, I, I agree with that. I think that it is. And I think that we don't need – like. Yes, we have a hole at point guard. And I think a lot of Bulls fans naturally go to thinking, oh, what star can we get there? We don't necessarily need that, especially if it comes with giving up a ton of assets to get it when we can, I know, unfortunately, wait until we have some cap space to try to make a maneuver at that point in time. But, hey, we'll see what the future holds for the Chicago Bulls. All right, let's get into the last voicemail. This one is from RW Shytown.
1: What's up, Hayes? RW Shytown. I'm sitting here thinking about thinking about a lot of what you've been saying about our point guard situation and the type of point guard that we need and just based off of what you said and just looking at just the past it seems like with our team the best type of point guard would be a playmaking mm, a playmaking point guard that could just get his bucket when he needs to. But is, I guess, mostly giving up the rock. So if we was to have Kobe there and say he improves his shooting and shit like that, I don't know if he would even like that type of play style just with the playstyle that he already has today. He likes getting his buckets. And I don't want to hold him back from getting his buckets because we need him. But with him trying to get buckets, I could see maybe a few shots, well, a few passes, you know, being let up so thinking about the targets that you've been choosing who you've been saying would be a nice pickup. i think maybe javon carter wouldn't be a bad pickup my only problem with dude is he's kind of old but if he's just getting a rot and setting everybody up kobe could still come in with that second unit everybody fresh legs and just running it up on the on the next second unit but that's only if you know kobe doesn't improve so let me know what you think about Javon Carter. I know you talked about this before, but hey, let's just bring it back.
2: Caught it on Javon Carter, brother. That's all I can say. You caught it on Javon Carter. Uh, great pickup, I think, by the, by the Chicago Bulls. And I think that, you know, it makes sense with what exactly our needs were realistically. And the assets that we had available, you got to keep in mind that, with that too, you only have the assets that you have available. And so, the Bulls didn't have true cap space. We don't have a lot of future assets that we want to trade because we gave up so many recently, right? We don't have the players with the big name contracts that like absorb a Bradley Bill contract or anything like that. We just didn't have that at our disposal. So because of that, the Bulls are making the moves that they can And we'll see how those pay off for the Chicago Bulls. But all right, that's it for the day one after free agency, the free agency hangover, so to say. You guys make sure you can continue to follow the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. gmail.com. Lastly, if you, need to, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for our mailbag episodes, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We're the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys and like I like to end every episode on. Go Bulls. Love you guys. See you right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Media.